Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Me Podcast, episode 180. I'm joined today by Colby. Woo! And Mr. Dylan. Woo! They did not put in this podcast notes what games they're playing, so oh, it's just going to be a crapshoot. You know what it is. Phone is broken. <laughs> we got news today. We're going to talk about The Last of Us getting leaked. We're going to talk about... I mean, I said there's actually some good news about Stadia, and like I'm, you know, Stadia's not all bad. They got some stuff coming out. Uh, Phil Spencer is really excited about some very strange Xbox Series X tech that you've probably never heard of, and you will definitely not expect. Uh, God Galaxy will be tracking games that are available on Game Pass for you now, which is pretty cool. And um, there's a new communist robot in Fallout 76, <laughs> and I'm honestly probably going to start playing this game just because I want to buy the commie bot. I will be incredibly honest about it. We got questions from DeVinster, Mr. Vinny. We got questions from Mr. Polite. I deliver things. Squid Princess, which is Colby, actually. Hey, uh, Chad Martinez. Yeah, it's okay. We can talk about it. Uh, Chad Martinez, Kim Cruz, and I just got a Discord message from Jill Coleslaw with what is literally going to take... I, just reading the question is going to be probably five minutes. I'm very excited about it. Uh, we got some cheap free games because it is that time of the month. Games with gold, PlayStation Plus, Game Pass, so on and so forth. But first, what game are you playing, Cole? Sword Art Online Hollow Realization. Is that a prequel to the last Sword Art Online game you played or a well, sequel to it? Or is it like Final prequel. Fantasy where they it, all take place in a different universe? No, no. It takes place in a timeline. Um, and this takes place before the game uh, that I played on. So this Xbox. is a slightly older game. Yeah, yeah. This came out in 2016, I want to say. But it might have been 18. I don't know. And you're playing yeah. that on Switch? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it... Uh, I'm like 21 hours in, and I just beat the first dungeon. So wow, yeah, huh? Uh, so that's that's cool. Is it still a game set in a VR game set in yeah. real life set yeah, in that's a VR the, game? That's how Sword Art Online works, Cliff. Of course. Anything? Um, anything I need to know about this game? Tell me what is the, if you could tell me anything, Colby, to convince me to play some wacky JRPG that I have to watch a Netflix series you first. Don't have to, it but you probably should. Yeah. Um, what would so, it be? How, convince me to play this game, Colby. So this one's kind of interesting, and I didn't get this as much in the last one, but this is supposed to be an RP, uh, an MMO. Oh. And so it is literally like. There are people in it, quote unquote. Um, imagine if you were playing a game where all the NPCs were supposed to be other people playing this MMO. Huh. And that's how it works. Is that strange? It, it's how I want to play MMOs from now on because yeah. I don't have to deal with people, but I get to play an MMO. Um, like I formed a raid party last night and I didn't have to go find friends because there was literally just NPCs there. We're like, hey, you want to form a raid party? I'm like, yes, I do. Huh. I don't have to worry. But like, if I had just like said like, ah, I'm tired and want to go to bed, I could have just turned my switch off and it wouldn't have affected anything. Yeah. Now that you say that, really, I just want to play like, I want to play WoW, but just with like good AI. Maybe you and be... a couple other fake people. Yeah, and you can play this multiplayer. So like, wait, do I need you... to buy this game? I mean, you could. You wouldn't play it multiplayer. You're too far in. I never. I don't. I am very curious to how it works multiplayer, like huh. because you, there is a main character, and 
Um, Every time you hear a pause in this podcast, you just have to assume that Dylan's uh, cat Gus Gus just entered the video frame. I don't understand. Like, I've met a lot of cats in my life, and none of them enjoy being manhandled like Dylan's cat does. Like Lolly. Yeah, yeah. Dylan's wife just came in with the cat upside down, like, kind of hanging and dangling. And the cat's just like, yeah, cool, whatever. It doesn't make any sense. My pause is I was trying to figure out which end I was looking at because... A lot of floof on that cat. It seemed weird that they were showing me Gus, 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 Gus. It's the cutest cat in the entire world. I wish all of you could be watching this right now, but you can't. So keep talking about Sword Art Online, Call. Yeah, I'm just real curious how the multiplayer works because literally there's a main character. Hmm. And so if you come in in a multiplayer thing, it's not like there's going to be two of the same main character. So I don't know if you take over like one of the people in the party or how that works. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not but, sure. But uh, I mean... Like I said, I'm like 21 hours in, but there's a lot of that where I've been looking at Twitter and stuff. So yeah. I'm probably only 15 hours in, sure. maybe maybe more than that. But yeah. uh, so far, it seems good. But you're having fun. And, That's what matters. And with the new one being postponed until June, I have more time to play You're just this. only going to play Sword Art Online this year. Yeah, it's gonna be apparently. Great. Awesome. Uh, you have anything new to say about uh, probably Animal Crossing, Dylan? Um... Not really. I did sell some turnips today, and I doubled my doubled my money on the stock market. So I'm feeling pretty market. good. Um, I actually did pick up um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two. Ooh! Because it was on a great all the Bandai games, Bandai Namco games were on a very good sale. Nice for like the past week. That's how I and, got uh, Sword Art Online. And I've been wanting to play some of. I've always wanted to try it. Um, it's kind of a light RPG fighter hybrid, oh, nice. 3D fighter, um, in the Dragon Ball universe. So nice, liking it. I th- yeah, I, I really do enjoy it. It's as much fighting game as I like. Where it's the combos are pretty simple. Like you can kind of just mash the light attack and you do a pretty cool combo, or you can mash the heavy attack and do a really cool combo, or kind of just flip between them and do a couple dashes and you end up doing some pretty cool stuff. So it kind of does give you the, the cool simulation of fighting like Dragon Ball. Um, Cause that's what those are about. It's just all about how cool the fighting is and it does that well. And I think the coolest thing has always been, even from, I don't know, even, the earlier Dragon Ball games on like PS2 even Mm -hmm. because of the art style the graphics were always pretty cool so it was almost like you were looking at the anime while you're playing the game and I think that's kind of cool so yeah the uh, the like the modern fighting game like I I don't remember what it's called but the the Dragon Ball fighting game I think it's amazing it looks like you're in a cartoon fighting yeah it's just incredible I picked that up too but I haven't played it because it was also on a very good sale nice So. so I have a question Who's hiccuping so it, in the background of Dylan's mic? No, who no. <laughs> who do you think? It's not it, me. The cat. It was, so it's Dragon Ball Xeno, what now? Xenoverse 2. So, did they spell that X-E-N-O? Yes. Or they didn't go with the obvious Dragon no. Ball Z-no? No, I think because Dragon Ball Z, 
I guess because Dragon Ball Z is its, yeah, it's own, own thing in, inside of Dragon Ball. But I could see where they would I just wanted go the pun that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of clever. Nice. I like it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like a missed opportunity. There's, I mean, as soon as you... I look at most video game titles these days and just think they're full of missed opportunities. Like they're so long and stupid that it just seems like, why don't we start playing with something fun? I, too I don't many know. colons. Too many colons. I, I mean, man, I've seen games that have two colons in the title and that's, I mean, they're all Warhammer games, but yeah. it just makes sense, I guess. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Final Fantasy 15 again, but again, I'm going to spoil Endgame on this. So if you have not played Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15 and wish to not be spoiled, you're just going to want to skip ahead five, six, seven minutes. Um, so I beat it. I, I finally beat Final Fantasy 15. The last like two and a half hours of that game suck. They suck so hard. It's literally just boss battle after boss battle after boss battle after boss battle after boss battle. I think I fought seven bosses in a row and it just sucked. I literally, when I finally beat the end guy, I had used every single healing potion I went into that original boss battle with, which is probably, I don't even know, 50 health potions. It was ridiculous. And I'm like, if I die, what happens? And the crappy thing is I found out after the fact that I could have actually just like walked back out. Like once you beat a boss, you can just leave that area and walk back out and get more healing potions and come back and just fight the next one. Like you don't have to keep pushing on, but whatever, I beat it. Um, but like my real problem with this game is the entire, like pretty 70% of the way through the game, maybe a little more, you find out that in order to like cast the darkness from the world, you have to die. Like you have to sacrifice yourself in order to, to push out this darkness. And I'm like, man, if that's your, if that's your plot, get a new plot because that is the most like hackneyed cliched tropesy thing in the entire world. And, and so like, I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe they won't go through with it. Maybe that you're just supposed to think that you have to, die in order for it to, you know, in order for you to, you know, get rid of the darkness. But no, you absolutely have to die. <laughs> absolutely. You have to say goodbye to like the three dudes you've been on this massive quest with and just like, I'm king now. And just, you go sit in your throne and die. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but then in the afterlife, <laughs> you, you go and then you re-kill the bad guy, like the final boss. You kill him in the afterlife too. You're like, it's it's kind of like I don't know, digging up what's his name, um, yeah, um, Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, digging up Oliver Cromwell and hanging him again. Um, you literally, you and your dead girlfriend who died last week, um, get together to kill him. But then, like, the final scene of the game is literally, like, you and your girlfriend sitting on your throne in heaven. <laughs> or What happens when you kill someone who's already in... Is there a second afterlife? You know, they don't go very deep into what the, like, theology of... I mean, to be frank, like, the god... Like, because a huge portion of Final Fantasy XV, you're, like... You're going to get the power of the gods, which you need for the final battle. And that involves defeating them in mortal combat. And like the guys you fight are like a giant massive dude who's holding up a meteor. Um, 
a like snake dragon water monster and like this super hot chick in like the teeniest like Princess Leia get up you've ever seen in your entire life. So their mythology must be super interesting. I would honestly like to know more about it. But yeah, that's how the game ends. Um, and I thought that was a little bit disappointing. There's also a portion right before you fight the boss where you walk into this crystal because that's how things work in this game. And 10 years pass. Like you, <laughs> you come out of it with like a beard. It's very weird. And like all your friends are like, dude, where did you go? You're like, ah, I spent 10 years in a crystal. They're like, a lot of shit's been going on. We haven't had sunlight in a decade. And you're like, man, sorry. I was it's crystal time, I guess. Um, but like right before you you beat the game, it makes you choose. I can't remember if it's before you go into your final battle or not, but it makes you, you you've had this buddy, like one of your dudes on your road trip has just been taking really bad pictures of you and your friends the entire game. And at the end of every time you level up, you have to like look through all the pictures he's taken and choose the ones you like. Um and at the end, he's like, man, maybe, you know, can I see those pictures that you've been taking of me? Because I'd really, I want to, I want to keep one. And it's very touching because they realize that he wants one to remember by after he has to die to save the world. And the one you pick actually becomes like a certificate of completion for the game. Like I literally got a certificate that pops up with that picture saying like, Hey, you beat Final fantasy 15 on this day. And at first I was like, that's the cheesiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But then the more I looked at it, like I kind of was kind of looking at it. And I posted it to Twitter and then I'm like, actually I want this for every game I beat in my entire life. I want to be able to go to like a dashboard on my Xbox and just be able to scroll through like a cheesy certificate of completion for every game I've beaten. And I need someone to make that a thing now. So final fantasy 15, I beat it. And then I was like, I don't even know if I like this game. I still don't know if I like this game. It's, it's cheesy and the combat's weird and the story's impenetrable. There's a bunch of quests I still haven't finished, though, and you can just go back. Like, you get this weird superpower that lets you travel back in time um, and beat other quests. So I actually spent, like, another two hours just beating other Final Fantasy quests. And then I found out that there's a quest line that if you finish it, you can get monster truck tires for the regalia. And I'm like... Maybe I should do that. And then I was like, no, I just need to stop playing Final Fantasy 15. But I was still kind of in the mood, so I started playing Kingdom Hearts 3 again. <laughs> Which is also super weird. I'm like five hours into it. I already had like an hour and a half into it, so I'm like three and a half hours past where I was before. I'm in the tangled part of the video game now, so I'm chilling with Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. And Rapunzel has a like super attack where she wraps me up in her hair and swings me around and hits bad guys with it. And I've got an attack now where I like call forth the power of like Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters and we get in the game car and we shoot at bad guys. And I don't understand this game absolutely at all. And, and they tell you like, hey, it doesn't really matter if you haven't played any of the other games because you'll, you'll be able to figure out the plot. We give you a little bit. And I'm like, what's a Xehanort? And they're like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And then I'm like, who's that guy? They're like, don't worry. It'll be fine. I'm like, who are those five guys? They're like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And frankly, I think I'm just going to reach in this game and then, I don't know, going to have to read like a book. Maybe there's a novelization or something, but it's cool. Like it's, it's for some reason, apparently what I want to play during the apocalypse is just weird 
Japanese RPGs that star Mickey Mouse. It's fine. Absolutely fine. Flynn Rider, by the way, the voice actor who does him in the video game, sounds nothing like Flynn Rider, the character from the movie, but it's the same voice actor, and I'm super confused. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I like looked it up this morning. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But the person who does Rapunzel sounds just like Rapunzel, and it's 100% not, not? <laughs> Mandy Moore, whoever plays her in real life. So I don't, I don't know. It's the upside down. So Questions, Cole? You look like you, you had a question. No. Is it, why no. am I playing Kingdom Hearts 3? I don't know the answer. It's fine. It's on Game Pass if you want to play it. Both those games don't. are on Game Pass. I've heard that it's not great. It's fine. It's really weird. It's super weird. More than anything, it's just super weird. I have tried to play Kingdom Hearts 1 at least four times, and every time I get a couple hours into it and just go like, no, I can't do this. What I guess I will say... Um, about this one is the first two Kingdom Hearts games, one and two, are terrible about onboarding. Like the first five hours of Kingdom Hearts 2 has nothing to do with anything and it's awful. And the first three hours of Kingdom Hearts 1 is awful and has nothing to do with anything. This one actually like gets you into the game and playing. Like you land in Olympus and so you're in a Disney property real fast, which is nice. So you I, don't have to just walk around on a beach. For God, like an the hour. beach is so long. I tell you, Kingdom Hearts 2 is worse. You're in Traverse Town, I think, for five, five hours. Ugh, terrible. It's it's fine. It's really weird. It's mostly just weird, but it's on Game Pass now. What I'm really hoping, can I tell you uh, like a secret hope I have? I've heard that Kingdom Hearts, uh, no, sorry, I've heard that Final Fantasy VII is exclusive to the Sony platform for a year ish. Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that like next um, April ish, it's just going to come to the Xbox and it's going to be on Game Pass because I really want to play it based on all the things people are saying about it, but I definitely don't want to pay for it and I definitely don't want to pay it, play it on the PS4. So. so the dude who does the Final Fantasy remake, I don't know which one it is. I don't know if he's a writer or the producer sure. or whatever. I think is the same guy who does the... Um, the Kingdom Hearts games, it might yeah, be yeah, he is Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah, you... yeah, he was. The, um, they had him on stage at E3 or no? And I've something. I have heard that Final Fantasy VII is like the best Kingdom Hearts game ever. Interesting. That it's like essentially what they feel like it would be like how Kingdom Hearts should be if it wasn't not if great. It's modernized. Interesting. Interesting. I, I we'll see. I'm probably going to keep playing it because. I'm just at a like I'm in a state right now where just like sitting down and playing something stupid for an hour like feels really good. So you should be playing Sword Art Online. Though. Yeah, maybe. I, who knows, <laughs> Cole? I'm so deep in this weird like I haven't played a JRPG of any kind. Like these aren't turn based, obviously, but like no. I haven't wanted to play one of these in I, five years. You should download know. Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet and play it for a little bit, and I'll walk you through the confusing parts. You All don't right. even have to watch a show. I'll give <laughs> I'll give it a go. Dylan, where are we at? News. Remember when I screwed that up last week? I still feel bad about it. I absolutely feel bad about it. Uh, it's kind of a slow news week, honestly. I think it's like a combination of it being kind of a spring where there's, you know, we're kind of entering those summer doldrums. But also I think it's a just like coronavirus is murdering video games. So we'll see. We'll, this might just be an off week. The last two weeks have been pretty busy. Um, the big news of this week is The Last of Us 2 got real leaked. Like really, really, really leaked. Like 
from what I understand, at least all of the cutscenes got leaked to YouTube, but it might have actually been a lot of gameplay too, and people are pissed. Um, Naughty Dog's, like, press release tweet, because we don't do press releases anymore, we just tweet things. We just tweet things. I guess, was, we know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-release footage... Mm. The release and sharing or pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask you don't spoil it for others. The Last of Us Part 2 will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see in here, the final experience will be worth it. Now, I don't, I, like, I didn't go any, I'm going to play this game eventually, so I don't want to go looking for spoilers. I, I didn't watch any of the videos, so on and so forth. Um, what I have heard is that these were actually released to the public by a internal, and this is rumored, this may not be true, I don't know, I don't think anyone's been able to confirm it, that they were released by a, a Naughty Dog employee who was just really sick of how crappy it was to work at Naughty Dog. And, like, neither here nor there, that's a pretty, like, yes, I hear Naughty Dog is a horrible place to work. Um I don't remember. It's not Neil Druckmann. It's the other guy who was the producer for Uncharted 3 or Uncharted 4. Literally got an apartment for like a year closer to the studio because he didn't have time to drive home at night because they were working such long hours. Like, that's a terrible place to work. Um, still a pretty crappy thing to do to everyone else you work with. But, you know, I guess whatever. Um but like the line in there that, you know, we're really sad that you or we're having to look at, you know, pre-release in development stuff. Like apparently those videos are from like February and March. So for a game that was supposed to come out in what, April, you're pretty much looking at that video game. Um, like light buzz on the internet too is that a lot of people are really pissed about like the content of it, the game. I know that... Um, Oh, shoot. Who's the queen of social justice warriors, according to the internet? Um, she does that YouTube series on uh, video game tropes. Um, She's got kind of a... Anita Sarkeesian? Yeah, Anita Sarkeesian. Like, apparently her DMs are just blowing up with people saying, Oh my god, I can't believe you ruined The Last of Us <laughs> 2 <laughs> with your social justice warrior-isms. And she's like, I don't know what kind of power you think I have, but I promise it's not this. So... The game sounds interesting, at least. I guess we'll see. Um, it did get an official release date. It uh, They pushed back Ghost of Tsushima, sorry, Ghost of Tsushima to July 17th, and it got its release date, which is June 9th. So, or 19th, I apologize. June 19th for Last of Us 2. So for a game that three weeks ago, they're like, hey, it's delayed. We have no idea when it's coming out. It now has a very solid release date, and it's in a month and a half-ish. So I guess... That's a thing. Kind of a, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I think it's kind of crappy, but I don't know if I care. Uh, the only reason I think it's crappy is because with spoilers out there, you get the people who are like, ah, it's funny just to put spoilers in random, you know, places for also people to true. come across. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't affect me in the least because I'm not going to go out and search for those. Yeah. Um, but you will get the people who are like, hey, you know, this is a Reddit thread that has nothing to do with Last of Us, but I'm just going to put spoilers right in the middle yeah, of it kind of is, thing. that is true. Um, I, I guess I would say, too, that if you're a like a Twitter user, now is not a terrible time to just block, um, not block, uh, mute. Yeah, mute, the you word. know, The Last of Us 2 and the whatever the 
the words of the T L O U two and Ellie and dude Magoo. That's Ellie's Joel. fake dad, Joel. And just maybe block a couple of those words. It'll probably keep you safer. But I mean, it's been, it's been out now for uh, quite a few days and I haven't run across anything and I haven't been avoiding it. So, yeah. uh, kind of a bummer. Um, you know, like I said too, like, but man, Naughty Dog's a, they're not a great employer either. So, nah, sorry guys, maybe fix it next time. Uh, Stadia. Stadia is a thing. <laughs> um, since, since we've been talking a little bit more about Stadia recently, I actually have talked to quite a few people who are real big boosters of Stadia. And I think that if you are, if your situation is, I have a low powered PC of some sort or a Mac, and I like to play video games. It's it's probably a pretty good platform. Ten bucks a month plus playing your games. I mean, you can do a lot of ten dollars a month before you hit the cost of a gaming PC. You know, um, a cheap gaming PC is a thousand dollars. So, you know, you're a hundred months in before you have to worry about it. And then after that, you just have to start saving for another video card. So, it's not it's not a bad deal. Like I, what really worries me about Stadia is just its longevity. It has less to do with it being a bad platform and more. I just don't know if it'll be here a year from now. So, that being said. They had a, a Stadia announcement thing and announced a bunch of Stadia games. I, I is PUBG being available? Like, is that is Woo! that a, is, yeah? Like, that kind of struck me as that. They're like, it's available and it's available now. And I'm like, is it free? They're like, no, nah, it's thirty or forty dollars depending on which version you buy. I'm like, oh, okay, it is free for pro users. So I mean, I guess that's cool. Um, but that's a game that came out 18 months ago, two years ago, and isn't even really the big, like powerhouse in there anymore. Do you know, is Fortnite available on Stadia? I don't, I don't even know, but I don't think so. So that's a good question. Yeah. I don't think it is. And so like to be getting like Fortnite's younger brother that nobody plays much. I mean, people still play it, but I mean, it's just not, it doesn't have that. They, they are not doing a live concert with some dude who I don't remember his name in PUBG right now. And they did one in Fortnite last week and 12 million people showed up or something. So, so I went to search for when PUBG was released. Cause yeah. I'm like, I wasn't it. 2016 which i think it was Jeez. um but the top story is stadia's latest woe its PUBG port is overrun with official crappy bots oh man well you know it's free for pro users that's what i'm gonna say um ea announced that they're gonna push uh star wars jedi fallen order this fall so like a full year after a year it's available after. everywhere else um and FIFA and Madden will be available this winter. So, I, the problem Stadia. Which, which year? <laughs> yeah. Stadia, like, Stadia needs to, not even Stadia, Google needs to say, here's $100 million. Give this to every developer in the entire world until they start putting games on our platform. They need to, they need to go to every indie developer who's made a hit indie game in the past five years and say, here's the money that it will cost you to port this game to Stadia plus an extra $30,000, $50,000, whatever. And you get to keep 75, 80% of the royalties. Like just 
do it. And they need to do that like tomorrow. Just so flat out. I'm curious. Is Journey to the Savage Planet on Stadia? It's got I, I hope so. I don't know. They announced a bunch of I don't of, think it is. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if you're if you're wondering why Journey to the Savage Planet, uh, the developers of that game were actually the first studio that Stadia bought. So Mm, that's not great. Uh, they announced a bunch of other games. There's a game called Krata coming out. It's going to be uh, f- uh, the released on Stadia before everything else. It's going to be free with Stadia Pro this summer. Um, oddly enough, it's a it's a game that lets you create other multiplayer games and share them. Maybe that's how they're planning on getting content. They're just going to bring like a low rent dreams to Stadia and <laughs> let people make games. Uh, Get Packed again, another first on Stadia game available April 28th. It's a co op game uh, where players work together to help the town of Ditchlington move their belongings. Wait, so it's think overcooked, but about moving. So it's, it's moving out. It's moving out, which is on game pass for free now, but it's going to be okay. It it doesn't look like journey to the savage planet is on stadia. Well, how about wave break? It's first on stadia, an eighties Miami vice inspired inspired arcade skateboard game. I'm in, I'm in. Uh, Ember, first on Stadium PC, early access is in May. It is a firefighting game where players join an elite group of firefighters as they save lives and put out infernos. What was mm. the what was the Stadia um, exclusive called? For some reason, I, I was thinking that was Ember, but mm. it was another. Wasn't it another? It sounded game a lot like Ember. Vowel? Yeah, it absolutely was. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, very, very similar to that. Uh, Zombie Army 4 Dead War is coming out uh, on May 1st, and you'll actually be able to get that free if you're a pro member, so that's pretty cool. It was called Guilt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my kid's been playing Spitlings on Stadia and loves it, so I guess if you, you have an account, Spitlings is a cool game. Um they're getting so Zombie Army Four comes out uh, May first, so that's real fast. That that's a good game. I give that a try. A try. Octopath Traveler is coming April twenty eighth. Yeah, the Nintendo. I that came on PC already, correct? Oh, did it? I think so. Um, I think so. Yeah, and I, that got pretty good reviews. So it's it's gorgeous. It's got a really cool like depth of field effect. It's it's supposed to be pretty good. And then Rock of Ages three is available in June. It's a tower defense game. Like, great. I'm glad games are coming out. I'm glad that a lot of those are coming out in the next month or two. But none of those makes me think, oh, like Stadia? I'm in, man. Like, (laughs) Got to get me one of those. Yeah. I'll be interested to see at the end of two months. Like, I'll I'll be interested to see because you can get Stadia Pro free right now for two months um, if they keep that going. Like, to me, that would be... The best thing they could do right now is just to give Stadia. I mean, the hundred million idea I had a couple minutes ago—that's their best idea. But their second best yeah. idea is just make Stadia free and make people play for games. You you have to choose one: either the games are free and you pay for the service, or the service is free and you pay for the games. There's, mm-hmm. You can't I, have both. I am legit curious if the FIFA and Madden game that are being released in the winter of assuming next year are going to be 2021 or 2020. <sighs> Like, great question. <laughs> like, I hey, I know it's January, but here I have, you know, Madden 2020. I had such high hopes for this In service. Super Bowl season. <laughs> yeah. Such high hopes for this season, this game. 
I, I just I don't I just wish it was better. I wish it was better. I wish they'd done it any way different than how they did it. And like I said, playing games on it is great. I played a not a bunch, but I played a couple hours of Destiny Two on it the other day, and it's terrific. It it runs fantastic. So but, so here's a quick question for you. With the way that Stadia is going and the way that um, the NVIDIA thing is currently going for yeah, them, not poorly, well. how long until we see one of these things either work well or does this just go away for five years? Uh, the, okay, so the problem, if, if you're not up to speed, GeForce Now, the problem they're having has nothing to do with their actual service. Their service is actually <laughs> pretty great. It's just that game companies keep pulling their games from the service. So Xbox pulled a bunch of games um, and a ton of other publishers, of, Activision yeah. has pulled their games. And, and I don't know why. I guess it's just a licensing thing. It is. It's um, a licensing problem. Which I don't understand, though. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't want your game on that system. It's not like you're getting it for free. You have to own those games. I don't understand. I mean, that's like literally saying, hey... You have to buy it twice. Well, not even that you have to buy it twice, but... What they're what they're really saying is is you you bought this game but you can't play it on your friend's computer and I think the, that's really terrible. The theory is is that um, Nvidia did not do a great job securing licenses. I don't even understand so, why they need to secure licenses. That to me is ridiculous. Yeah, um, but like that's why apparently you do. Um, oh, I'm sure. To, yeah, you know, kind of thing. And so they just did not do a great job, and that they're not being pulled because companies are being jerks it's more that they want to iron out those yeah things before they put them on there to me like it, the 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 stupid thing is is like in theory and I, I don't know if this is actually true but theoretically i could go to amazon and say hey spin me up a virtual computer in amazon web services and i'm going to install my steam library on it and play it remotely like it wouldn't work obviously but like i could do that and that would be perfectly fine. I don't understand why GeForce Now isn't exactly the same because that's all you're doing is you're you're yeah. essentially renting a server instance to play that game on. And and yes, I was going to say like I mean literally it's your game installing. You have to log into your Steam account for it to work. So I think it's really dumb. I think it's really dumb that they all just don't work. Um, mm -hmm. I mean to answer your question, I think Stadia goes first. Um, I think at some point in time Google's just going to go like nah, it's just not worth it. Um, GeForce Now. <laughs> I, they haven't really. It doesn't seem like they've put a lot of money into it. It's not like you read about it all the time. It's not like you, you know, whatever. So maybe that's just like a thing they're trying. And if they can iron out the licensing, I think it's a pretty good deal. It's five bucks a month. Let's yeah. me play games remotely. I wish there was more games to play. I think <clears throat> that Xbox X Cloud is going to come in and just eat their lunch because you're going to be able to play all of your Game Pass games that way. Like I am very excited to be able to play Xbox just anywhere I am. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll absolutely see. Um, I mean, I think the problem is right now, too, is the internet is kind of screwy. Like, the internet's not good right now. No. And it's, so it's a pretty lousy time to be trying to do stuff over the internet anyway. Um, I've been on a bunch of conference calls today where even, like, just being on a conference call, the, the quality is bad. I think it's literally, there's just not enough bandwidth in the United My, States right now. Yeah, mine is so weird because, like, downloading, I'm still full download like i i'm sometimes getting faster than i am paying for um but like a couple times i've been streaming tv yep. and it's just like oh hey like i can i mean quite frankly i've got a three-year-old i can make out some of the paw patrol members uh -huh. but 
Yeah, that that's happened to me more. That does not happen to me normally, and it's happened to me a lot the last couple of days. Yeah. And my download speeds. I mean, and like to be fair, I pay for ridiculously stupidly fast internet. Like I have, I mean, it's not obscene, but I have like 600 megabit internet, and I'm not hitting anywhere close to 600 megabit. I'm hitting like three or four, which is still absolutely yeah. <laughs> plenty. But I've I've got 65, and I'm hitting 85. Yeah, so it's. I think the internet's just weird right now. So it's not yeah. a great time to be trying to probably play Stadia or play uh, GeForce Now. So uh, Phil Spencer, you've probably heard of him. He's the head of Xbox. And, you know, for a dude I don't know, seems pretty chill from what I can tell based on him tweeting and doing the occasional E3 presentation. Um, I did watch him live during an Xbox thing the other day. It does appear that he has a desk for his desk, which I think is a little weird. But who's to judge rich people? I mean, I do all the time. I, but, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, someone asked him on Twitter, though, what the most exciting feature about the Xbox Series X is. Um, and he answered with a incredibly strange and out-of-left-field answer. And it's that he's really excited about um, latency um, <laughs> and the lack of it on uh, on the Xbox. It's uh, specifically, what is it called? Uh dynamic latency input which like i had not heard of until now it's been it's been announced before so this isn't something new um but essentially what it does is it optimizes the latency between your controller and the console itself so the the like technical like the the jargony one is we're optimizing latency in the player to console pipeline starting with our Xbox wireless controller which leverages our high bandwidth proprietary wireless communication protocol when connected to the console with dynamic latency input a new feature which synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed controls are even more precise and responsive and he said like to put that in sort of layman's term just before the game asks for it is when the controller will transmit the input to the console. So what it does is it lowers the feeling. Like when you push a button, it feels like what is happening on the screen happens in sync with what you are doing on your controller to eliminate the latency 100%. And Phil Spencer says that like he thinks that this technology is equivalent of the leap from 2D to 3D. Which sounds ridiculous so, to me. Quick question. What's the difference between this and what Stadia does? Um, I know they had some sort of fancy... Yeah, they have like an AI-powered... Uh, they, they Essentially, the idea... And I don't think it actually exists in Stadia yet, or maybe it doesn't exist <laughs> as well. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Neither does 4K gaming half the time. Um they have an AI powered thing that is supposed to anticipate what your next button press is going to be somehow. Um, I, I don't know how that works. Honestly, it probably doesn't, but I mean, I'll be honest. Like when you're playing video games, do you spend a lot of time going like, Oh man, the latency was, is just terrible. That was my second question is I'm like, has this ever been a problem? Like I, mean, I, I don't know if I've ever thought like, I've hit that button and it felt like there was a lag between me hitting the button and what happened right? on screen. So I I don't know. And maybe it, maybe it's one of those things where you'll play it and, and go like, Oh my God, I can totally tell the difference. Um, but that just seems like there are games there are games, absolutely games where input latency is a problem. Um, 
fighting game specifically where you're trying to be like, hey, I need to, you know, there's eight frames between this yeah. block and this block. So maybe it'll be a bigger deal for those people. But I'm just, I think the problem is, to be honest, is I'm just old. Like, higher frame rates are fine, but don't super excite me. Like, the difference between 1080 and 4K is kind of meh, whatever, most of the time. I like HDR a lot. Like, I noticed that. But, I mean, my thumbs just don't, like... <laughs> I've got an astigmatism and I wear contacts. I don't even have 20-20 vision. Same, so. yeah. I correct like 20-30, 20-40 most of the time. <laughs> These glasses that I'm wearing right now are literally like four years old and two prescriptions old. So like... I, that, when I realize, I'm like, oh, Zenny doesn't actually need like an up-to-date uh, <laughs> uh, thing. Like, cool, I'll just order the ones I... So my prescription is like eight years old uh -huh, and I've just got yeah. glasses that are fine. I'm like, eh, it works, Close I guess. enough. So maybe this is maybe this is something that'll excite all you kids out there. <laughs> let, let Cliff the Gaming Grandpa tell you about <laughs> things that you might find exciting that he's too old to utilize. Anyway, uh... Do you guys, do either of you guys use GOG Galaxy? The, nope. uh, it's real cool. You should get it, Dylan, just because you PC game more than Colby does. Um, it's a, it's a consolidated launch. We've talked about it a couple times and it essentially pulls in all the games that you've purchased nearly everywhere. So you can say all my Steam games, all my Xbox games, all my PlayStation games. I don't remember if it pulls Switch games in or not, but it might, um, and you can look at it all in one giant interface. And like, if you own eight games, probably doesn't matter. If you're like me and own 1,200 games and have bought multiple copies of games more than once, it's kind of a nice thing to have. Um, but it's also a nice thing to have to go like, oh, I want to play that game. Do I own it anywhere? I want to play that game. Um, and up until now, you haven't been able to say, is it on Game Pass? But the new God Galaxy 2.0, which is going to be coming out soon, if you're in the beta, I believe you can actually download it right now. I was going to do it this afternoon. I just ran out of time. Um, will actually pull in your uh, game uh, Game Pass games. It'll pull in if you have, like, you, pay, you play plus the... Um, the uh, Ubisoft, thank you. Ubisoft uh, subscription service, it'll pull those in. It'll pull in, um, I think, the Origin Access games. Any of those free, those services you you subscribe to that you know just give you a bunch of games for a monthly fee will all be pulled into God Galaxy now too. And I, from what I understand, as long as you have like your Xbox account synced up, it just happens automatically. You don't have to do anything because they already know that you are and that you you know that you are a game pass member if you already have origin linked up it'll pull in your origin access stuff and just pull all those games into the single launcher it's just a really like if you have a pc and you pc game at all it's really worthwhile and even if you don't pc game at all it's a it's a nice way to be able to look at everything you have because i mean like i have games across all my games in epic all my games in steam all my games on xbox all my games everywhere People say like, "Do you have X?" I'm like, "I don't. I don't even know half the time." So it's a, it's a nice consolidated way to do that. If you're a um, humble bundle uh, monthly subscriber, it's really nice too because they give you twelve. You get ten games every month, or at least I do on this plan I have. Um, but it's out of twelve games. It's a really nice way to make sure that you're not getting a game you already own, which has happened to me more than once. So, God Galaxy 2.0, it's coming soon. But I think, like I said, I think if you're in the beta now, you can go grab it. So check that out. Finally, Colby, we need to start playing Fallout 76. 
I'm just. Uh, can I get the commie bot to yell at um, the uh, giant crime bot? Yeah. That like just to see them just go at it. Yeah, I mean, no, probably not. But I, I understand your want to. So Fallout seventy six just released. Um, all of it just added the Wastelander update, which is the new. Um, I don't want to say DLC. It's just the new update that lets you um, actually have NPCs to talk to, which is something yeah. that Fallout seventy six was <laughs> sorely lacking. <laughs> is this the game where there was a bug and the NPCs were stealing people's stuff and you couldn't get it back? Absolutely, looting corpses and you could not get them back. It's a bug. This game's just—it sounds terribly buggy. I've heard the Wastelander update is pretty good though. So if you're if you're a Fallout person, if you tried it in the past, this might be a good time to get back to it. Um, one of the things they released last week, I believe, was um, a bunch of communist themes goods in their like online store. So this is stuff you have to pay money for, and you know it fits within the 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 game itself. Like Fallout has a a long history of flirting with communism in different ways. So um, you can buy collectatrons, and what they are is robots that you say. Okay, Collectortron, go out into the world and bring me things. Find this. It's probably the thing, the the robots that are stealing stuff off dead people and they can't get them back. <laughs> um, but they have a new one called the Communist Collectortron. It costs $5. It has two settings, proletariat and revolutionary. The proletariat setting goes out and it looks for food and water and brings it back to you. The revolutionary setting goes out in search of weapons and blood packs. Now that sounds great, and I can get behind it. You know, they're they're kind of clever and and spout communist propaganda. But the interesting thing is, is what this one also does is, you know, they they go out in the world, they find it, and they bring it back, and they put it into your workbench, right? They also stuff your workbench full of communist propaganda, like leaflets. Um, according to a couple of users on Reddit, I believe, I really don't like going out adventuring for an hour and coming back only to find eight propaganda posters, one frag grenade, and a box of Dandy Boy apples. <laughs> Another person said, don't expect to get loaded with weapons. I played for a few hours, maybe three, four, and I got 35 to 40 propaganda flyers and a single frag grenade. <laughs> Two things. Um, one is those, uh, flyers, they sell for a dollar each. So you're, you're getting some money out of it. That's 40, $50 worth of communist propaganda that you can sell, which is a really interesting mix of communism and capitalism. <laughs> I enjoy that. The other thing is if you have, um, automated machine guns guarding your base, they will open fire on the <laughs> communist robot every single time. So <laughs> you can't, it's a bug. They're working on it. And so those thing, things cannot exist. Machine gun nests, communist robots. <laughs> I, I, is Bethesda, this is Bethesda, right? Absolutely. It, are they just constantly, do you think, like, just putting out fires? And, like, like, that just, like, I, we release something, there's 400 bugs. I picture working at Bethesda on the Fallout 76 project right now, just, like, people running around screaming constantly. <laughs> like, you'll just be working, all of a sudden a monitor, like, lights on fire, and, like, some dude comes and puts it out, and, like, they shuffle the person over to a new computer because they just happens every day where some computers light on fire, and they just have to work around it. Yeah, I, I it's every single... I, I do not remember the last time I read a article or press release or anything about Fallout 76 that didn't also include some wackadoo new bug that had been introduced in the latest thing. So I don't know. I mean, 
two things, I guess. I've always thought that part of the part of what made a Fallout charm. game, yeah, part of the charm of Fallout was the bugs, right? It's you talking to what's his name, that dude in Fallout Four who would constantly <laughs> give you, head spins, yeah, Preston Garvey as he slowly sinks into the mud as you talk to him <laughs> for no particular reason until he's just a hat that's talking to you, like you know, my dog walking through walls and houses and getting stuck. Like that's just to me. The, the funny thing is, I played Fallout. Three, um, New Vegas, and four, um, and I put probably between those three games probably easy five hundred hours yeah. into those games. I didn't really run into that many bugs. I didn't run like, into hardly any. Everybody I, I don't into remember. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember those really. I don't know if I just got incredibly lucky. But I don't even remember really running into anything where I'm like, oh, besides like, oh, that, you know, that gun's slightly floating off the yeah, ground kind of thing. Yeah. But other I, than that, like. I, I same, like I, I put yeah. a bunch of time into both those games and, and like I had a, a, some visual problems where, you know, like I said, Preston Garvey just like slowly sank into a stream bed. Um, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Guns floating in the air, that kind of thing. Just visual stuff. It's fine. <sighs> Dylan. How you feeling, man? I'm here. Dylan had a headache today. He's he's he came back. Like I'm like Dylan. It's okay. You can you can not come to the podcast. He's like, damn it, I will be there. I'm like, I'm here. He's a trooper. He is a trooper. We need you right now. Hey, yo, Vinny. What's the matter with you? It's that time of day. It's Vinny time. Vinny says, "What game had a poor launch that you feel people should return to today?" I just said Fallout seventy six. So we're gonna take that off the table. What are you thinking? Um, from what I hear, Anthem. Yeah, Anthem is. They just added a bunch of new uh, story content. I mean, let's let's be frank. Anthem was never a bad game. No, Anthem. No. Nothing feels. I was gonna say better than, but nothing feels like flying an Anthem. You feel like Iron Man. I thought the combat was fun. I thought. It was just released too quickly next to something else that I wanted to play more. Division 2. The Division yeah. two, We played Anthem for two or three weeks and said, I don't understand why people don't like this game very much. And then the Division 2 came out and we're like, oh, I do like traipsing around sad Washington, D.C. So I absolutely... I, I enjoy asking myself, are we the baddies? Over and over and over again. Um, yeah, so Anthem right now is available on EA Access if you're an EA Access subscriber. And if you're not and you have Xbox or PlayStation, that's a good deal. It's 25 bucks a year, and there's a lot of great games in there, Anthem being one. so You can play the newest Madden in FIFA at the same time Stadia gets it new. <laughs> hey, so if, uh, if you just heard Colby make a really funny joke, the good news for you is... Did you turn your fan, Colby? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't talking when I turned it on. It's like so 80 the, degrees in my room. I know, it's real hot in here too. The good news is, is you got to hear Colby's joke. The bad news is what you're not going to get to hear is the hour of podcasting that we just did without hitting the record button. It was so funny. You, This was probably the best podcast we've ever done in our entire lives. The good news is, is we're going to do it again at some point in the future. It might be episode 181. We might answer these questions in the middle somewhere but like right now it's like almost six i don't feel it's almost seven for colby 
we don't have another hour to do again. So no questions this week, except for the half of one of Vinny's <laughs> that we answered. So hopefully we answered that one conclusively. I just remember Colby made a Stadia joke and we all laughed and he disconnected and everything went straight to hell. Um, but we'll, we'll get them all next week. We're going to do cheap free games real fast. Cause this will get, quick and you deserve to know the cheap free games that you'll be able to play in like a day uh playstation plus dying light is coming along with dark souls remastered dark dying light i have heard great things about dark souls remastered is the worst game i've ever played uh, well i don't know is dark souls worse than bloodborne dylan something tells me it's probably better maybe i don't know i hated all of them i've played every they've single had dark enough souls iterations game. of that one to hopefully improve it a little it's not any better, Dylan. Uh, Games of Gold is um, okay this month, I guess. We got V Rally Four, which I assume is a racing game of some sort. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Warhammer Forty K colon Inquisitor dash Martyr. We made a lot of jokes about that name, like a ton of jokes. They were all very funny. Um, we also made fun of Sensible World of Soccer. Colby made a, a very good tea drinking reference that I really enjoyed. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it was good. And then Overlord 2, not great, but um, Games with Gold has kind of been a little hit or miss lately. It's fine because what you really want to get is Game Pass. Uh, there are two games coming out in the next mm, little bit. One that actually came out yesterday, April 28th, is Moving Out, which is a game Dylan and I played at PAX. Um, we've it's already fantastic. confirmed yeah, that we both played the Haunted House level. Um, I made a Billy happened. Joel joke. Colby made a Billy Joel joke. Um that game is a essentially you are a moving company that has to move furniture out of a house into a moving truck. In Dylan and I case, that house was haunted, so you had to deal with things like ghosts. ghosts. I'm actually gonna. I actually have four people living at my house currently. I normally only have three, so I'm gonna give that a try before my house guest leaves on Thursday. Try that out because it's fun. It's really fun. The big news for uh, next month, May seventh, actually, is that Red Dead Redemption Two, which um, again, we have already ascertained that it was my game of the year in 2018. It was Dylan's game of the year in 2018. And Colby upped us and said it was his game of the decade and perhaps his favorite game he'd ever played. Um, is coming to Game Pass May 7th. That game is absolutely phenomenal. If somehow you've been hiding under a rock and have not played it, you absolutely need to. Um, it'll also give you access to Red Dead Online, which I've never played. Have you ever played it, Colin? I played it for maybe an hour. Yeah. Did you try that when out, it Dylan? First came out. Um No? Yeah, my experience with GTA Online was negative enough that I never really thought to jump into the cowboy version of it. Either way, it's going to be free. Like we already discussed, you will lose GTA 5 out of your library. I believe on May 6th might be May 7th. So finish that up or grab it for 20% off right now. Twitch Prime is the way you can get uh, video games for free. If you have an Amazon Prime account, just link it to your quick trip. <laughs> Twitch account. I did that so much better last time. It, tell it was way better last time, right? Way so better. better. Thank you guys. Uh, you can get Turok. You can get Etherborn. You can get Light Matter. You can get Earthlock, which we said was a Game Pass game that I believe has been pretty well received. It's a role playing game. You can get Kathy Rain and a game with a terrific title. Did we did we settle on Yano or Yono? I like Yono. Yono and the Celestial Elephant. Last time I said element. Every single time I said that title, we made fun of it a lot. And I could not say elephant. Instead, I said element every time. You really have no idea what you missed. But God, it was good. It was so good. We got this like the three weirdest. potty awards. This is the weirdest thing ever. It's not good. 
Dylan, but there's nothing that we can do about it. There's just nothing we can do about it. The correct thing you're looking for is we could have won a Webby, Colby. <laughs> Did I make up potties? Uh, there is a podcast awards, but it's run by <laughs> iHeartRadio, and I don't think if you aren't an iHeartRadio podcast that you have much of a chance of winning. It should You'd not be, be called the potty. No, it should not. Uh, it, it, you can get a Webby. I actually kind of looked into submitting us for one, but it cost $100 to enter, and I was like, nope, sorry, thanks. Um, I have a game store free this month. Uh, <clears throat> I ran out of water. It's not great. Um, if you want to download the free game from Epic Game Store, you are going to have to enable two-factor authentication. Like we said, it's one of those annoying things where you're going to get a text message or an email every time you try and log in. But the good news is no one will hack your account and steal your games. Uh, 160,000 Nintendo accounts were compromised over the last like two or three weeks, so it's not something to screw around with. Go do that on Steam. Go do that on Nintendo. I don't think they ex it exists for Xbox or PlayStation, which is probably not great. Um... Actually, you can two-factor authenticate your your Xbox account, your Microsoft account, so you can probably do it there. Um, really, where you want to do it is your Facebook and your Twitter and your email. Those are those are good places to two-factor authenticate. You have to do it in Epic Games Store if you want their free games. Uh, this month, this week, actually, you'll be able to get Amnesia Dark Descent, which is a very spoopy, spoopy, scary game that is kind of old now, so maybe not quite as spooky and scary and you'll also be able to get Crashlands. I told a fantastic little tale about a video game developer with cancer. I we think it ended well. Just have to assume it was funny. It's real funny. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Our sadness. God, this podcast went right off the rails. I apologize. It's my fault. I feel very bad. I but, don't know. It's hard to say when it crashes and you have to like restart it like yeah 50% of the time you're screwed I failed real bad at pushing <laughs> buttons is what I did it was yeah. a pushing button fail so anyway we're going to answer your questions at some point between today and next Thursday I don't know when that'll happen we'll just have to kind of see what our schedules end up being but they will get answered including Joel Coleslaw's which it took me what five minutes to read it yeah. roughly it's a good question though it's a real good question dylan and i had some fantastic back and forth dylan admitted that he was wrong about everything he thought about um animal crossing at least that's how i remember it is that how you remember it yeah dylan does not remember it that <laughs> way it's okay <laughs> anyway thank you for listening to whatever this is you can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com find out all the ways you can listen you can follow us on social media at facebook.com slash bite me podcast, twitter.com slash bite me podcast, and instagram.com slash bite me podcast. Although I will be honest, I do not remember the last time I posted on Instagram. It's kind of a pain in the butt, I'll be honest. Uh, you can join us on Discord and tell us how bad the ending of this podcast was at bite me podcast yeah. slash Discord. You can support us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. And if you want to play video games with us, alone because that's the best way to play video games in november probably i think it's november you can join our extra life group at bitemepodcast.com slash extra life i made that actually work the other day so you can go check us out there <sighs> dylan bite me i'm so sorry
curious. I've done it before. I haven't done it in a while, though. Alexa, play the Bite Me podcast. I don't know what it's playing. I'm going fishing with Alexa, stop. Bill Dance. Alexa, play Bite Me. Nope. Alexa, stop. This should be the intro to our show. <laughs> Alexa. Cliff trying to get his Alexa to play the podcast. <laughs> Alexa, play the podcast Bite Me. Nope. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Nope. Apparently it's impossible to make her play our podcast. <laughs> It, uh, in theory, you should be able to, like, I should be able to do it in TuneIn, but I think TuneIn actually blocks us because the name of the podcast is Bite Me. <laughs> they actually, like, find that, I don't know. Offensive. Like my parrot, Karen, in Sea of Thieves. You're, like, Karen, your parrot, finds yeah. it offensive? No, you can't name your parrot, Karen. It's a racial circle. It's like their N-word. Um... I don't like that at all. It makes me really, really upset. I couldn't name my horse Blackie <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption 2, despite the fact that it was an awesome black horse. And there, I guarantee you there was a character in that game named Blackie. I'm like, probably a blacksmith. I, but it's like, what if Blackie Lawless was playing that game? He can't even have his own name. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, oh, what was it? What if I'm Karen and I want to have my name in a game and I can't? Like, that's stupid. You should get Forza. It'll let you, I'm sure. There was a funny tweet about the lady whose mom was named something. She was born on April 20th, and her last name was something really bad. But, she, like, it wasn't bad. Oh, jeez, I remember that. Yeah. And it was like, you could choose something besides, like, you know, something 420 at Gmail, Mom. I remember that. God, that was funny. I wish I could remember what it was uh -huh. because it was like, yeah, her first initial and her last name were something weird together. Yeah, I remember that. All right, should we start this next episode so we can... I don't know. I got I got a lot of TV to binge watch tonight. So. Okay, here it is. Sue Hartford. So my mom's name is Sue... Ah, come on, load. I'm going to have to blank this out, aren't I? No. It's, uh, so my mom's name is Sue Hartford, and her birthday is on April 20th. But come on, Mom, you really couldn't think of a better email name than shart420 at gmail.com? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I should go get that on Twitter. Actually, that was on Twitter. Someone probably already has that, don't they? Most likely. Yeah. All right, let's go.